you know, even just to make a gram of hair, right? And a gram of hair is about the amount you could stuff into a sugar packet, okay? Your body uses about 630 kilojoules of energy. So that's about 10 to 15 minutes of really, really vigorous cardio activity. So that's a lot of energy that your body dedicates to making hair. So what happens is that the hair that you see, right? The look, the length, the, the shine of it, all of that is a very, very strong barometer to your health. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, our beautiful listeners, whether you're in your car or in your kitchen or on a walk or working out, we are so, so happy to have you joining us today. Chase is joining me in this interview with the amazing Dr. Alan Bauman. Y'all are going to love this episode and conversation all about hair. So if you've heard my personal story before, you know I've had my own battle with severe hair loss when I was at my rock bottom a few years ago. It sucks. I get it. And honestly, for me, it was the final straw. When I saw clumps of hair coming out in the shower the size of a golf ball, this was the final straw for me to start changing my lifestyle and asking the questions to get to the root of my problems. So when I now talk to so many of you dealing with all sorts of different health issues and I, you know, I see a really common theme of hair loss as a symptom and I can honestly say that I get it. I know where you're coming from. So then we've also had just specific requests for episodes on hair health and we wanted to bring you the best. Our guest today is a baller. I already mentioned him, Dr. Alan Bauman. He is a full-time board-certified hair restoration physician who has treated over 30,000 patients and performed nearly 10,000 hair transplant procedures. Since he started his medical hair loss practice, Bauman Medical, in 1997. Dr. Bauman was voted number one top hair restoration physician in North America for the fourth consecutive year. And he was also recently named by Forbes as one of the top 10 CEOs transforming healthcare in America. <laughs> um, whoa, truly incredible human and physician. And we feel so blessed that he was able to come on the medicine. Um, another thing that really truly makes him even more incredible in my opinion is how he approaches treating his patients. He isn't just a surgeon only performing surgeries. He also coaches and teaches his patients in a truly unique way, focusing on maximizing their lifestyle and habits to actually prevent hair loss and get the body back to balance so it can thrive. We cover so much and my mind was truly blown. Some of the things we talk about include how hair health is an indicator of your overall health, hair follicles as mini organs, 
the role of lifestyle versus genetics in hair health, how cortisol impacts hair growth, how to use your lifestyle to prevent hair loss, Dr. B's personal top lifestyle tips for hair growth, and so much more. This is literally just the tip of the iceberg. Y'all are in for a hairy treat. <laughs> when you're done listening, push the little arrow button and send this to someone you love. We just want to thank you so much for helping us spread this ripple of quality health information. You are an extension of us and the medicine when you share. And if you're on Instagram, take a screenshot while you're listening to the episode and tag me at GetMimiFit and I will enter you into our weekly giveaway. You have a chance to win some free mushroom goodies. Okay, enjoy this jam-packed episode with the unique and magical Dr. Alan Bauman. Okay, bye. You guys, we are so excited. Mimi and Chase both here getting to interview um, a super interesting guest, very different from anyone else that we've had on. And I'm super excited. We definitely are, are super excited to um, give you guys some more insight into this topic that I feel like I get asked about all the time, and that is hair health. So we are going to jump in it with Dr. Alan Bauman, which we're going to call Dr. B. Dr. B, thank you for being on The Medicine. Welcome. Hey, great to be here with you guys. I'm so uh, excited to get to talk to you, Dr. B, um, because, you know, someone who has fought my hairline since like I was 18 years old, <laughs> um, I've never found a great source of something that I value, which is just holistic health and natural um, remedies for you know addressing something like hair loss or hair thinning, and uh, what has been so refreshing to hear from you, and especially on a couple of podcasts where I've where I've heard you elsewhere and seeing some of your content, is how much you preach um, a holistic lifestyle to support hair. And um, so excited to get into it with you today, and appreciate the time. The first question we got um, is, and we ask this to every guest on the medicine: What do you love? What aspect of your life? Do you love so much that you wish you could gift it to every human? Well, first of all, it's a great question. And uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to everybody else's answers. But um, one of the things that, that my dad said when I was little is, if you find something you like to do, then you never have to work a day. And when I was growing up, I didn't think I would be doing anything related to hair or hair loss or hair transplantation. But obviously, that's now become my life's work after, you know, 25 years. And I just feel super grateful that I'm able to do something that changes lives. That's super fun to do. Um, it goes along with my technical abilities, you know, as a surgeon, but also being able to help people look good and feel great and really change their lives. And it's, it's very rewarding every single day. I mean, I just got out of a consultation with a patient who was here for a follow-up who had his results from his procedure almost a year ago. And we were looking at his before and afters and, uh, you know, it was, it's an emotional thing uh, for a guy to, you know, get his hair back or a woman. And, uh, and that's, something that I really cherish, that I was lucky enough to find that and uh, to be able to provide that and provide value to people every single day. And, uh, you know, that makes the days go quick and the surgeries go quick. And uh, it's, it's super fun. It's great. And I wish everybody in the world could find something that they could do that, that provides value and gives them, um, you know, that kind of a boost every yeah. single day. It just doesn't feel like work. It's just, it's super fun. 
Yeah, that's a form of play, which is is so great. I feel like the world needs more of that. Like if we all could find that perfect trifecta of something we're good at and a problem in the world that we can solve and something that we can get paid for and make a living and and you know create this value in the world. That is like the perfect trifecta of, you know, providing in the world and I think that that's great. I'm so happy that you found that and that you're able to provide that that impact for people and it's so rewarding when I'm sure, you know, as you're speaking to it, but when you get to see someone whose life you've had an impact on, like physically seeing that emotion in their face or whatever is, is, um, truly like a gift in and of itself. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what initially, you know, you said from being, you know, as a kid, you never thought you would get into this. Can you tell us about your background and your specialty and what specifically first got you involved and interested in hair health? Yeah. So, I mean, I was uh, born in New Jersey, went to college in California and went to medical school in New York. But, uh, and I guess I decided that medicine was kind of my path at a very early age. If you asked my grandmother when she was alive, uh, when did Alan decide to go, he was going to go to medical school, she probably would have said something like the day he was born. And so... <laughs> Um, it was, you know, kind of preordained and that's just the way that it was. But I also uh, knew that medicine was kind of a wide uh, reaching and wide ranging um, field. And so I could do a lot of different things with it. And I happened to be mentored by a, a plastic surgeon, pretty prominent plastic surgeon in New York at a, at a young age. So this is when I was about 15 years old, you know, before the days of Discovery Channel and YouTube <laughs> and Instagram and Snapchat, I had the opportunity to watch surgery. And so standing over the surgeon's shoulders, dressed in scrubs that he'd given me a couple hours before, told me to stand here, don't touch anything blue. I was looking over his shoulder, watching him do cosmetic procedures. And um, the guy didn't break for lunch or anything. So I guess that was an early lesson in fasting, but uh, um, you know, I was like, oh my God, how does he do it? But yeah. so I, I was always interested in cosmetic procedures and I felt that there was some artistry to it and that there was the surgical end of it, which I loved. And I kind of pursued that as a path through my training. But it wasn't until I met a patient who had had really a life-changing hair transplant result and one that I was unable to detect, you know, it was literally undetectable to the naked eye uh, that he had had it done. He told me about the process. That was the trigger for me to start to look into it a little bit more. And uh, I guess just, you know, more on the emotional side, I remember watching my dad go bald when I was around that, uh, you know, a teenager and uh, thinking, oh my God, is that going to go, is that going to happen to me? You know, am I going that way? Because You don't look like it. You don't look like you're going that way. I know you guys can't see him, but he's got a flowing head of beautiful brown hair with some, some highlights in there. It looks like probably natural. (laughs) Well, you know, you are recording a video, so you'll be able to maybe uh, post up a, yeah, uh, a clip of it sure. so anyway. But, um, but thanks. So I've been fighting my hair loss for a long time. And obviously, you could search it up on the, uh, on the internet what it looks like. Um, but I didn't want to go bald like my dad or my mom's dad, uh, my dad's dad. I mean, it seemed to be a lot of hair loss in the family. So I knew that that was kind of important. I mean, we used to, my sister and I used to tease my dad about his hair loss situation. So we probably made it much worse, you know? Uh, by doing that, but, um, and watching him struggle, you know, to try to keep his hair with, you know, potions at that point in time, you know, years and years ago, and then eventually wearing a hairpiece, you know, taught me a lot about Mm. the emotional aspects of dealing with the hair loss, even before I knew that that was my specialty. You know, that was, again, as a teenager, as a young, uh, you know, aspiring physician, but now um, knowing what I know, 
uh, it's been a really, really exciting journey. And of course, you know, it's been my life's work immediately out of my internship and residency program. I did a fellowship in hair transplants. And then after that was completed, I worked with a physician up in New York and then opened my practice in Boca Raton in 1997. Mm -hmm. I moved down from New York with my wife and settled here in Boca. And we started it with, uh, no employees and about a thousand square feet and, and wow. grew from there uh, to really what, you know, one of the world's largest, uh, most comprehensive hair hospitals on the planet. Wow. Right it's called, so it's called a hair hospital. Well, that's what my friends call it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it's about 12,000 square feet. Um, so, you know, it's not like the Cleveland Clinic, but uh, you know, when it comes to hair, we're yeah. all encompassing everything from, as you mentioned, you know, hair health and scalp health, uh, of course, right at the level of the skin to the function of the follicle, to hair transplantation and the tr all the treatments in between from medications to nutritional, to lifestyle factors, photobiomodulation, stem cell therapy, um, but even cranial prosthetics, medical grade hair systems that could be used temporarily during chemotherapy and things like that are all part of what we do here in the practice. And uh, we're continuing to grow. We have over uh, two dozen employees now. And uh, you know, we see patients every day, up over a thousand patients through the door every year. And uh, of course, hundreds of hair transplants performed. Um, you know, so it's, it's, wow. it's a fun practice to have. It's really exciting. And uh, the technology is always changing. There's always something yeah. new, something different to provide. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so unique. Um, I feel like so much hair uh, health education just doesn't exist. And then if you're looking to get something done or to work on, typically you just walk into a plastic surgeon's office and there's kind of not a whole lot of options outside of just transplants, um, which is really cool. So yeah, and that's and that can be pretty scary too. I mean, yeah. think about you know I just you know told you about my background and training as a specialist. This is all we do day in and day out. So you know that is a big concern in the industry that there are dermatologists and plastic surgeons who are mm -hmm. looking to expand their repertoire of things that they do, and they'll add hair, whether it be you know derm PRP or you know placebo POP, mm -hmm. PRP as we sometimes call it, and uh, or hair transplantation as a menu item on their list of things that they, that they offer. And that can be pretty scary and actually dangerous for patients. Yeah. Yeah. There, so. I can, I can definitely see that and understand that. Well, a little bit about, um, Chase and I, and why we are one of the reasons why we are so interested in hair health and providing this for our listeners, this knowledge is, um, we, you know, our listeners know from previous episodes, Chase and I have both simultaneously gone through our own, what I call hormone hells, where I had no estrogen, he had no testosterone, basically, sorry. <laughs> um, but we, and this was when we were apart, we were separated, divorced, and we both simultaneously went through this. And I was losing chunks of hair in the shower, had no idea why I was super fit, looked healthy, ate all the right things. Um, and I was a health coach and dental hygienist, super active. And I couldn't figure out why my hair was falling out in the shower in clumps, like golf ball size clumps. And it's still never recovered. It's, it's gotten better, but I get these questions all the time from people because we do a lot of education around medicinal mushrooms and how they help the body and how they can help, you know, prevent certain diseases and conditions in the body. And one of the questions that I receive so often is, does this help with hair growth? So I know that women and men that, that come to us 
and, and, you know, listen, are struggling with this, whether it has to do with hypothyroidism or nutritional deficiency or genetic disorder, something like that. But hair is so important, I feel like. And I've never received any like real education. Um, and so I know that that's something that our listeners are definitely interested in. Um, can you maybe touch on as a specialist, how can you, how do you provide education to your, your clients, your patients who are wondering, you know, how do I, what are the best practices for healthy hair and how can we maybe come at it first from a prevention standpoint um, before we, you know, go into more invasive procedures? Sure. I mean, I think first of all, all of us kind of understand, I mean, even the story I just told you about me watching my dad with his hair situation and, and what we do in the practice and having treated over 30,000 patients. So, and we know hair is a big issue, right? And so if your hair is not great, you're having a bad hair day. And if you're having hair loss, uh, that could be a bad hair life because it doesn't typically get better on its own without some kind of intervention. And so we know the emotional impact that it has and how important hair, our hairstyle is for human communication. Just look at the importance of how we style our hair. And, you know, now in the days of the pandemic, people growing their hair longer because they can't get to the stylist. And, you know, people, you know, break, I mean, literally there are people under lockdown who will only go out of their home to go get their hair styled or colored. Yeah. And that's it because that, they have to appear good on Zoom or with families, you know, with for business or for social reasons. They want, you know, from here, I'm, I'm pointing to my shoulders up to look okay. Um, so hair is an important psychological um, component of how we feel every, each and every day. So, but why is that? And so if we think about that for a moment, hair follicles are one of the most biologically active, metabolically active cell populations in our entire body. Wow. And it kind of makes sense. Think about it, God forbid, if you needed chemotherapy, what happens? It knocks out your gut also, highly metabolic, a lot of turnover, your bone marrow, your immunity and red blood cell counts go down, right? Because why? High turnover, highly metabolic, and your hair falls out, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully you're killing the cancer if you needed chemotherapy, God forbid, but that's why it knocks out the hair. It's a very, very highly metabolic mini organ that creates this strand, which is dead, right? The hair fiber is dead, but the follicle is what's alive under the scalp. And you should have about 150,000 of those on your head at any given time if your head of hair is healthy and they should be you know, working hard to make hair. And so you know, even just to make a gram of hair, right? And a gram of hair is about the amount you could stuff into a sugar packet, okay? Like a sweet little packet. Um, you have to use about, your body uses about 630 kilojoules of energy. So that's about 10 to 15 minutes of really, really vigorous cardio activity. Wow. So that's a lot of energy that your body dedicates to making mm. hair. So what happens is that the hair that you see, right? The look, the length, the, the shine of it, all of that is a very, very strong barometer to your health and genetics. So there can be a lot of reasons why your hair is not looking so good, right? So if it's a highly metabolic cell population and you're not feeding your body correctly, mm. your hair could suffer. If there's a lot of inflammation, you're stressed out, cortisol level is going up, that can knock out the hair. One of the quickest ways to knock out hair growth in a laboratory in a Petri dish is to put cortisol in there. I mean, oh my God, that's the quickest wow. way to shut the thing down. So wow. you can imagine what elevated cortisol levels are doing and then ratchet that up with our day, uh, daily life these days. Oh my gosh, totally. you can really shut down a lot of hair. So stress plays a big role. 
And then of course, you know, there's other things too. So different illnesses, conditions of the scalp, the health of the scalp, you know, if you have itchy, flaky, oily, dry scalp and some kind of dysregulation of the skin in that local area where the follicle's trying to do its business, oh my gosh, you could have a lot of disruption of that growth cycle. And so hair follicles are pretty cool to study because they, they degenerate and regenerate over time also. So they're really interesting for regenerative medicine um, research, stem cell therapy. There's, you know, stem cell centers within the hair follicles. So, um, you know, before we kind of get deep into the weeds, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting and complex mini organ that's super tiny. I mean, these things are like, you know, less than a millimeter wide and about five millimeters deep. And you've got a lot of them to be affected on your scalp theoretically. Yeah, so. I, I, I like thinking of that as like a mini organ. So would you say each follicle is a mini organ or oh, yeah. just the group? No, every, every single follicle is a mini organ. Wow. Think about what we do with the transplant, right? So we're not really transplanting the hair fiber per se, although we could. What we're transplanting is a skin graft that contains the follicle. So the follicle is what makes the hair. It's kind of like your fingernail. Your fingernail is dead. You trim it, you can paint it, you can cut it, you know, but the nail bed is what's biologically active, making that keratin uh, fingernail that we look and see. Uh, Same thing with hair production. It's um, the fiber itself that you see is dead tissue. It doesn't know whether it's being cut, just like if you trimmed a fingernail or got a haircut, your body doesn't really know the difference. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's super informative too. I, as a male, you know, I jumped in the professional landscape in my early twenties. Um, I was in public finance. I was traveling all over the country. I'm in airplanes every Monday and Friday, I'm working long hours. I'm still exercising like crazy. All of a sudden, I start to lose my hair, and the first thing that comes to mind is, "Damn it, mom's." You know, my mom's dad. I think that's what everybody's been told, right? Is like it's it's some genetic issue, which. I'm sure there's a lot that goes into that as well, but also these environmental factors, like you're mentioning cortisol. Well, my stress was through the roof in my early twenties. I start to lose my hair and, and I'm like, man, I'm on the trajectory to be bald by the time I'm 30. Well, I'm 30 years old. I I think that I've gotten a better handle on my, my cortisol levels, but it is nice to hear from an authority that like there are more factors than just genetics that are going into this thing. Yeah. I mean, genetics plays a very important role, Chase, obviously. So um, we know that hereditary male and female pattern hair loss is, is the backdrop for all, almost all hair loss. Like, you know, over 90%, 98% of hair loss in men has a genetic uh, background, a genetic, mm. um, a, a genetic component to it, the foundation of it. And so what you've inherited potentially is the sensitivity to your body's hormones. So of course, male pattern hair loss is very easy to identify once it's getting going. You're seeing a miniaturization of the hair at the hairline or a thinning spot in your crown. A patient of mine said he got a sunburn on his honeymoon in this bald spot. He never knew he had hair loss there. So, you know, that, and some people come in and they say, oh my God, I took, I took a photo at the wedding or this or that, or I saw myself on camera at the 7-Eleven. I was like, who's that bald guy paying for the soda? You know, oh my God, that's me. So, um, you know, there's a genetic susceptibility to the hormone DHT, dihydrotestosterone. And it can also be in women as well, that sensitive, that sensitivity. Obviously, DHT is produced from testosterone. So if you're in a highly athletic performance-based mindset right now, you're doing resistance training or you're supplementing with creatine, both of those things we know elevate testosterone and DHT. And of course, great for muscle tone and, and growth, but not so good for hair. So um, if you're susceptible 
you can miniaturize your hair follicles pretty quickly um, with dihydrotestosterone. And I deal with a lot of younger patients who are, you know, let's just say under the age of 30, even teenagers who have the early male pattern hair loss going on. And then you add on top of that, the stress and the poor nutrition or other factors, inflammation, seborrheic dermatitis, which is a scalp condition or other things, and it can get much worse. So um, we definitely want to, would want to take a look at the scalp if we could through the microscope, but a lot of times we're making the diagnosis or getting to a diagnosis through a conversation by Skype or, or Zoom, you know, looking at it through virtual consultation to get the work, mm -hmm. to get the work started, you know, at least the evaluation process. That's really cool. And um, that you're able to do this virtually and help so many people and they don't have to necessarily be physically with you. Um, what what kind of education in, you know, if someone comes to you, just average patient and they're, you know, maybe just starting to experience hair loss and they're like trying to look at their options. Um, do you offer this kind of education from a prevention standpoint? And what you just beautifully spoke to all of us about, um, you know, food and stress and everything like that, are you able to, it almost seems like it's like a, a little bit of coaching that you do with them as well, like in their lifestyle, right? Like how many people yeah. do you see that you're like, actually, we could probably change a lot in your lifestyle that would help as well. Yes. Yeah, so I underestimated all of those things when I got into the field of hair transplant surgery from surgery, which is probably the farthest thing from wellness that you can absolutely imagine. Because when you're trained, you're trained in surgery to throw a life preserver at somebody who's going over the falls. Okay. You burn it out, suck it out or cut it out. And that's, right. the, that's what a surgeon does. And of course it's fun to do that. But um, you know, what I learned over the years going to conferences like, for example, American Academy of Anti-Aging um, and, and conferences such as that, uh, you know, biohacking conferences and, and really a self-transformation, even in my own life, is that these wellness factors are really, really critical. And I actually, you know what, I do credit my dad for this because he's a, he's a dentist. He's still practicing dentistry in New Jersey, 50 years in practice, but he always had like side stuff, maybe a side hustle going on. And a lot of the businesses that he was in, in addition to dentistry, were wellness. And so I remember him telling me about technology and I was like, now, I don't think that's going to work, you know, <laughs> you know, static magnets for pain or light therapy for this. I'm like, no, 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 we didn't do that in medical school. But anyway, he opened my eyes to a lot of alternative therapies at a pretty young age. And even to the point where when I was in medical school, I took an elective in acupuncture. And so, um, you know, I do have that kind of both sides of my brain working at the same time. My mom was a, a teacher and an oil painter and my dad is a dentist. So I think that uh, both of those things, both those kinds of uh, genetic <laughs> backgrounds, if you will, and socialization kind of helped me understand that there's a huge component of wellness to the treatment of hair loss. And so, and being a bit of a biohacker and it's gotten to be, a, a, you know, as my wife considers it a personal problem, um, <laughs> You know, kind of overtaking things, but I do, my consultations have gotten much longer because we're talking about how sleep impacts your hair. Your, you know, what is yeah. the intermittent fasting doing? You know, should you be taking more collagen? Uh, you know, well, how can we rectify your stress cortisol with ashwagandha root and things like that? You know, I mean, I don't know how many of my colleagues are going into all that depth, or even if they have a cons, a cons, a consultant, you know, to help them in a practice that consultant's not medically based or wellness based. I do all of my own consults myself and I dig down deep into that. Mm -hmm. um, it also helps being uh, connected with the, you know, that community of wellness and wherever you want to, if you want to call it biohacking, uh, that's fine, you know, because 
my practice attracts those folks because we speak the same language, you know, they come in, they already have an aura ring. They already know what their sleep cycles are doing. You know, they've already tracking their uh, heart rate variability and things like that. Yeah. I, I think that's what makes you such a unicorn. And I have so much respect for you because you are bridging the gap between um, kind of ancient practices, uh, this niche space we call biohacking, as well as the kind of traditional Western medical space. And, and that is really cool. If you had to give, um, you know, like your top five, maybe lifestyle check-ins and advice to someone in like a consultation or something similar, what are you usually saying? You know, you mentioned uh, er herbs like ashwagandha or, you know, something along the lines of light therapy, maybe it's sleeping patterns. What are just a bullet yeah. point? What are some of the top five things you would think? Hello. If you've ever checked out the plethora of amazing organic superfood blends on the Organifi website and wondered, geez, where do I even start? Organifi has so many divine products, it can seem kind of overwhelming. I'm also very picky about which supplements and products I trade my dollars for, and I'm sure you are the same way. So I'm going to share a savings secret with you straight from the guide I created called How a Pro Uses Organifi. But first, when it comes to flavors, in my opinion, the best combination to start with is the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. With this, you get the flagship green juice, the red juice packed with cordyceps mushrooms, and my favorite of all, the gold packed with reishi and turkey tail mushrooms. With this bundle, you reduce the cost per serving down to $1.98. Then, when you use my code MIMIFIT on top of it for another 15% off, it comes out to about $1.68 per serving. That is legit. And with the insane amount of organic, non-GMO, certified glyphosate-free medicinal mushrooms and superfoods that Organifi provides, that $1.68 price is pretty unbelievable. So you could make a gold mushroom coffee elixir for way less than walking into the standard coffee shop, or mix up a red or green juice for about 10 times less than you'd find at any organic juice bar. When it comes to supplements and superfoods, I'd much rather pay now with my dollars than pay later with my health. And Organifi makes that so easy for us. So again, to get this killer $1.68 per serving price, go to OrganifiShop.com and click on the bundles section. The sunrise to sunset will be waiting for you right at the top. And then remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, which gets you another 15% off, my loves. Getting incredible medicinal mushrooms and superfoods doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got you. Um, yeah, in fact, I talk about like the wheel of wellness all the time. So, you know, with the spokes on a wheel. So we always talk about, well, I mean, obviously I'm going to take an inventory, a traditional Western medicine approach. You know, we want to know what medications they're on, if they've had surgery, if they have uh, diagnosed conditions, what treatments they're doing. But I also dig deeper into that wellness. So I want to know their stress level. Uh, are they being mindful or not? You know, are there things they're doing to, to really reduce stress? And that can lead to med meditation and other things. I want to know their sleep-wake cycles for sure. Because even simple stuff like jet lag can cause a major shed, 
in terms of hair growth. And so that probably has something to do with the circadian rhythm, you know, the master clock in the body. And then the local rhythm, as I said, hair growth cycles, I don't know if I mentioned this, but hair follicles grow for a period of time and then they release the hair shaft and rest and then they grow again. So there's a, a local clock, if you will, biologic clock or chronobiology that we say at the level of the hair follicle. And when the master clock is disrupted, then you get a disruption at the distant clock as well in the, in the, in the mini organ tissue. Um, so things like that. Um, and I want to know nutrition. Have they lost or gained any weight? Are they, you know, dealing with other met uh, metabolic syndrome or things like that? What are the medications that they're on? Um, you know, another, another somatic complaints, because, you know, sometimes we find inflammation in the body is really just also attacking their hair at the same time. So, yeah, I want to know what supplements they're on. What are they taking? Are they, you know, are, are they, you know, doing crash dieting or are they doing fasting? And there's a big difference, you know, I think between doing things in a healthy way and, and doing things in kind of a haphazard way. So I don't know if that answers the five things, but you know, that we get into all oh, of that, um, usually related to, um, the, you know, the hair follicle. And, yeah. and try to rectify some of those things as we go along, especially today, because, you know, everybody's level of um, stress and, and lifestyle to changes have impacted us in a stressful way, whether we know it or not, you know, it's a, just a, our baseline is just another level higher. Absolutely. It is. And it, it's great because you're looking at the individual, right? And there's all of these things that can help every human sleep, stress, nutrition, but it's really great to hear that you're looking at the individual in front of you and assessing them as an individual. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it's a systems approach, right? Mimi, because here, think about this. You could push, like, let's just say the traditional FDA approved drug, chemical therapy for male or female hair loss is minoxidil. And that's like a chemical switch to turn the follicle on and keep it on. But if you're not providing good nutrients from the body, good oxygen content, you know, um, good metabolic sustenance, you know, that, that metabolic switch to turn the follicle on is not going to work. So you're not going to get as much of a response or if there's dramatic amounts of inflammation going on at the level of the scalp and irritation, you're not going to get the hair growth result. Or if that person's not sleeping, you know, they're working 24 seven and three, three hours of sleep and, you know, no deep, no deep sleep and, you know, crappy REM sleep or whatever, you know, it's going to throw everything off. Or in the days of travel, people, you know, traveling from coast to coast, Silicon Valley to New York City to Miami, you know, these kinds of uh, lifestyle patterns can really throw off the hair follicle. So yeah, we're going to look at all of that. Yeah. It makes at the sense. same time, it's like herding cats, you know, sometimes yeah. it's, it's not like one, one push a button and then one pull a lever. You also have to turn the knob at the same time. Yeah. And that's when, boom, things start to really crank up. Yeah, I love that, and um, it, it's great because um, I love I love meeting people that, like Chase said, are bridging the gap and providing this. And just like any other area of health or healthcare, we can't just treat one symptom because that symptom, whatever's manifesting physically in the body, is connected to the rest of the body. We can't just treat simply one thing or one area of inflammation, that inf inflammation is systemic. And it makes sense that it would be, you know, affecting other areas of the body, even if it's, you know, on the opposite end. Um, yeah. Something that we uh, talk about a lot on the medicine is, you know, getting to the root cause, right? Like what is the root cause of blank? Right. that the symptom is not the root cause. And one thing that I recommend a lot to people that come to me is making sure that people get 
blood work. Like, let's mm -hmm. see what's happening in your body. Are there any um, blood markers or tests that you that you do regularly or that you um, order for people to take a look at what's going on inside their body that maybe someone who has had blood work recently or is thinking about it could look at for specifically hair health? There, there are things that you can look at, but I mean, I just want to preface that part of the conversation with like, for example, if it's male pattern hair loss, you could have a perfectly good blood work at, with no indications of anything whatsoever. I mean, for you to really screw up your blood work as a male and have, have that affect your hair, you've got to have some pretty serious conditions going mm -hmm. on. So m much earlier than that, you're going to see the effects of the genetic male pattern hair loss, right? So you're not going to have some disruption in your, your blood levels of DHT or testosterone. You could have normal testosterone, normal DHT, and have aggressive hair loss because that's mm -hmm. what you've inherited systemically. You are inherited uh, genetically, I should say. Um, for women, it's a little bit different because, uh, you know, there's a lot of hormone fluctuations, as we know. So if you look at male hormones, they go like this. I'm, I'm pointing, you know, they just go down. And then women's hormones, it goes like this. It goes all over the place, yeah. you know, your whole life. So if you ever see two charts, you know, you can always tell hormone levels, man versus women is all over the place. So it explains a lot, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Having been married for over 20 something years. Um, but the, my point is, is that um, I'm traditionally trained by New York Medical College. And so they've taught us that 85% or 90% of the diagnosis can be made from a history and physical exam. So I do lean more on my physical diagnosis and history taking skills because I I think that that's a lost art in today's day and age where mm -hmm. doctors have their head in a laptop typing into a medical record and they're not even looking at the patient. They're just mm -hmm. asking a series of questions. So, and I look at the scalp under the microscope. We do very specific uh, measurements with the hair check tool. You know, we're looking with the hair cam to look at under the microscope, what the follicles are producing, right? Can't see the follicle without a biopsy, but looking at the hair quality and quantity, the density, the caliber, and measuring it quantitatively so we could track it over time is part of the initial diagnosis. And tracking different areas of the scalp. Is the back of the scalp more um, uh, uh, resistant to female and male pattern hair loss? Absolutely. So we compare that area to other locations that might be at risk and see what's happening. But that having been said, yes, there are abnormalities that we can see in blood tests. For example, iron. So mm -hmm. if you're low in iron, if you're anemic, obviously that's going to affect how much oxygen your blood can carry. Your ferritin levels are low, but normal. You can have normal ferritin, but still be low for hair growth. Um, you know, you want to look at that. Obviously there's inflammatory markers. There's hormone levels that you can check over time. Um, if you have an autoimmune condition, whether it be thyroid or something else, or arthritic condition, scalp or skin condition, we want to check for those uh, markers as well. There can be um, something going on at the scalp that could be causing patchy hair loss or you know sores on the skin. And this needs a little bit more uh, digging a little bit deeper, so to speak, instead of just the cursory approach. Um, but other things like nutritional deficiencies and such are gonna be more difficult to uncover through just traditional blood work. Um, so most people don't have that. You have to really talk to them to find out, you know, what are they eating, what are they doing? And certainly, um, unless you're looking at cortisol levels over time, um, that may be more difficult to track. Although I have a new diagnostic that we've implemented that actually tracks cortisol levels in hair. So oh, wow. this is something that we use to track your cortisol trend over time. So for example, I had um, 
one of my assistants in the office, a medical assistant, surgical technician, um, lost her husband, who's was uh, um, an army vet. And uh, she went through a stressful time around that, uh, around that, around that, that time in her life. And she has super long hair. Okay. So a year later, what we did is we took a couple of strands of hair, it actually takes a couple of dozen strands to do these tests. We send it off to a laboratory and we can track cortisol levels uh, in the strand over time, centimeter by centimeter. So it shows us the trend. Mm -hmm. Now, for an average patient, we might measure like the last 90 days to see how the trend is going more recently. For her, we went back 12 centimeters and we could see that around the time when she lost that family member, oh my God, the, the cortisol wow. level was like wow. off the chart in the hair, literally in the hair. And then it decreased a little bit over time, even though it didn't get all the way back to her normal levels. Um, obviously, that's going to have a significant effect on organ systems for sure. Wow. wow. So that's one of the interesting diagnostics we do, in addition to our, you know, more traditional things, uh, you know, in the practice in terms yeah. of, you know, medical blood work and, and things like that, that will be needed. Nature is so fascinating that that is, is, uh, so interesting to me. Um, for us, we, we love the supplement space. We love the supplement world. We're constantly, um, you know, educating on the, the benefits of medicinal mushrooms, um, as well as a host of other, you know, supplements. What, from a hair standpoint, is out there as sort of the best practice in the supplement space? Uh, yeah. You're talking to somebody who has been off and on medoxanil uh, over the course of the last decade, and uh, I, it scares me to like even learn more about the potential dangers of that. Um, but I've also done the biotin uh, style supplements, some collagen. Um, you know, copper peptide oil, things of that nature. But maybe yeah. from you, the, the the professional here, like what is out there and what should we look to or potentially stay away from? Right. So I guess, you know, just to preface that people shouldn't be necessarily afraid of the traditional medical therapies, um, whether it be minoxidil that we compound into a non-sticky, non-greasy, very uh, uh, well-penetrating uh, uh, formula 82M is excellent. We also use finasteride a lot for our male patients and postmenopausal patients. We have a formula 82F, which is a topical finasteride as a compounded version. So there's risks and benefits to medications for sure. But if we keep that out of the picture for a moment, and we start just with some basic nutritional guidelines, you know, as we've talked about making sure that your metabolic um, pathways are, are supported by good nutrition is important. So I like, I like collagen, I like biotin, and I love the supplements like Nutrafol, for example. So Nutrafol has a male and a female version, and actually two female versions. And Nutrafol is pretty exciting on the nutraceutical front because they were really the first nutritional supplement to kind of combine these things that help in a holistic way to protect the hair follicle. So we've talked about a lot of this already, the hormone attacks of, for example, the DHT, dihydrotestosterone, so if you have salt palmetto in there, that helps a little bit. Um, we talked about inflammation. And so there's a curcumin turmeric component to Nutrafol and helps with overall body uh, inflammation. We talked a little bit about, um, uh, 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 for example, stress. And so ashwagandha, which is a stress adaptogen, excellent in, uh, in Nutrafol. And there's other things too, and powerful antioxidants and marine collagen and things like that. So if I was like had to choose one uh, nutraceutical, um, I probably would choose Nutrafol uh, because it has so many features in it, you know, all in one fell swoop. Now, is it a miracle cure for everybody? No, and, we, and we've talked about that. This is a systems approach. We wanna try to protect the follicle, you know, shield the follicle, so, so to speak, you know, conceptually, that's what we're talking about. And then we wanna like energize the follicle, turn it on. 
So maybe we would combine Nutrafol with a non-chemical treatment like photobiomodulation, use something like low-level laser light therapy. We all know about red light therapy now and the benefits to skin and our brain. You know, we see red at night. It, it helps us fall asleep better. Blocking the blue light, which I should be doing with my glasses that are sitting over there. Um, you know, these are the things that we should be doing during the day. But red light or laser light specifically applied to the scalp with the correct dose and correct frequency adherence of treatment over time can really convert uh, a lot of light energy into cellular energy and grow a thicker, stronger, healthier hair over time. So for example, we have the turbo laser cap, which I worked together with the inventor of the laser cap to create. This is the most powerful. This is the premium device on the market right now for laser light therapy at home, five minutes a day, and it's gonna cover your scalp from hairline to, to the neck, all the way from the hairline to the nape of your neck with laser light wow. that's non-cutting, non-burning, non-chemical, no side effect, zero side effect, wow. and only has the potential to grow better hair for you. If you have a follicle. So that's the key, <laughs> right? So there's a little caveat, little asterisk right there. You need to have a follicle for this to work. You can't just put a grow light on the dirt. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. Right. If you want to grow a plant, you got to have a seed. Right. And the follicle is the seed for the hair. You need to have a follicle there that could potentially be rejuvenated. And it may not be so easy to figure that out, but that's what we do in the practice is we measure, we monitor, we examine and see, are you a good candidate for laser light therapy? Mm. So you but would a need a great unit. So someone wouldn't be able to just look at their scalp with like, you know, here, take a picture of my scalp and I want to see if there's a follicle. It would need to be assessed by a professional. So I'm working on at-home devices that will enable us to do that a little bit better and to be able to share that, um, you know, like in a Zoom meeting, like what we're doing today. Uh, hopefully we'll have that uh, shortly. But for right now, let's just take it male pattern hair loss because it's easy. Male pattern hair loss obliterates the hairline. So the follicles are gone. You're seeing the scalp mm -hmm. shining through. But yeah. between, between that obliterated hairline and the good hair that you have behind it, there's probably some weaker, thinner wispier hair. So for guys who are looking now, they got to look closely in the mirror, you know, borrow your girlfriend or wife's makeup mirror and look to see if you can actually make out these smaller, shorter, weaker, wispier hairs. They're probably about the size of, you know, eighth of an inch to a quarter of an inch, you know, less than a centimeter, but they're not completely dead and gone. Those are the hairs that are going to go away in a short period of time. We're talking like, you know, one to five years, those are going to be gone. So if you have those hairs, those are the ones that can be rejuvenated, in my opinion. If we check the boxes and we get on some medical therapy, that's what we can do. I have and those for, hairs, Doctor B. Protect the other hair. You have those. I have those hairs, Doctor B. I can feel them. I think they're still oh, there. No. Oh no! So yeah, we got to get you a laser cap. So we'll get you a turbo laser cap. Um, you know, uh, your listeners can visit us at obviously at Bauman Medical and go BaumanMedical.com and go to the e store to check that out or connect with me there. Um, but there's other devices, obviously, that you've heard about on the market that are going to be a little bit less powerful, not as much coverage, a little clunkier, no warranties, things like that. But the you know the the laser cap has a lifetime warranty. The turbo laser cap lifetime. So if, God forbid it broke you know, you could fix, we could fix it. The, um, the manufacturer will stand by it. So, yeah. That's, so when you start combining those nutraceuticals with laser light therapy, now you've got your at-home regimen on point. So what else can we do? What about a non-chemical treatment like PRP, platelet-rich plasma? That's an in-office treatment. You can't do that at home with a test tube and a salad spinner. <laughs> it's not going to work. You can't, you cannot MacGyver this at home. I'm sorry to say, and do it right. Um, you know, 
P.S. You could probably find a YouTube video on it, but I'm not recommending DIY PRP. So um, platelet-rich plasma for your listeners and followers is a rege regenerating uh, technology that is used in sports medicine and used in skincare. It's used in dermatology. It's used in orthomaxillofacial surgery. It's used in spine surgery. It's used in OBGYN surgery. I mean, this is the workhorse of regenerative medicine, which is essentially leveraging cells, signals, and scaffolds, either biologic or synthetic, combining them together to rejuvenate the follicle or to create a new follicle. Now, we haven't been able to create a new follicle yet, so we're working on that. There's a lot of people researching that. I guess we should cover that eventually. But to rejuvenate the follicle, um, we've got to apply PRP in the office. That's about an hour-long treatment. Comfortable, no recovery, no downtime, great treatment option. That's awesome. They, there's options for people that don't include, you know, cutting or getting under the knife. If, if you know, you start with the, the least invasive first and kind of work your way. Is that, um, is that laser cap good for women as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, Dave Asprey's wife has stolen his, so he no longer <laughs> can use it. No, I don't know. I think they, they do live together, so I'm sure they're sharing it. But um, yes, yeah, so the laser is excellent for women and actually has even better results in our female patients. And so I'll tell you why. I mean, we talked a little bit about how male pattern hair loss looks, you know, receding hairline, bald spot in the crown. Well, women tend to maintain their hairline a little bit longer, but they lose hair diffusely through the frontal zone and temple areas um, without too much of a recession in the early stages, although that can come later. So when you have a lot of weaker hair, those are the follicles, again, that we can rejuvenate. So put all those other factors into play. If it's going to be lifestyle factors, we talked about those. Photobiomodulation with the laser light therapy device, even PRP works great in our female patients as long as it's performed properly. And there's some nuance to that. Um, you know, you can't just get a hair growth PRP treatment at your local dermatologist that you would do for your skin. You know, the vampire facelift is not going to work on your scalp. It's totally different. But uh, yeah, so for female patients, that definitely works great. Lasers, um, as well as, a, you know, regenerative medicine technology like the PRP, even topical medications can work excellent for women with very, very, very few side effects, no systemic issues. And mm. uh, patients can do very well, with, again, combining these types of therapies together with appropriate hair care. Mm -hmm. And the laser, essentially what you said, I think, it energizes. Is that the right term for the laser? Um, how is it actually stimulating more hair growth? Yeah. So what we know now about laser therapy is light years beyond what was available when lasers were first uh, discovered to grow hair back in the 1960s. We had no idea wh why that was happening. But today we've figured this out. So the smartest uh, people, people smarter than me, for sure, PhDs from the Wellman Center for Photomedicine, Harvard, MIT, uh, you know, physicists and so forth, they now know the laser light energy, the red light is absorbed at the level of the mitochondria, specifically it's cytochrome C oxidase, which is in the electron transport chain, and it creates more ATP. So when you're talking about respiration, okay, of a cell, we're talking the mitochondria and respiration at a cellular level is essentially is turning oxygen into electrons. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's like, how to write it on the back of a matchbook with a crayon, respiration of a cell is turning oxygen into electrons. And so electrons are the energy source. Those are stored in a molecule called ATP. ATP is created essentially by the mitochondria. So when you use laser light therapy on your skin or, or at the level of the follicle, 
that red light is being converted into cellular energy. And you get a bunch of other really good effects too. You get an anti-inflammatory effect. You can get increase in blood flow. That's what I feel when I put that laser light on. I can feel the pulsation in my scalp from the light therapy. Um, and you just have to do it the right amount of minutes with the right amount of lasers and the, the right amount of times per week. And, uh, and you can get some really good results without any kind of side effects whatsoever. It's wow. awesome. So you do use it yourself? Oh yeah. I got mine right oh. here. I mean, you know, you're, well, you're a walking billboard oh, for yeah, it. Look at that. Well, well, we've been users of uh, red light therapy for some time. We're, we're quite nice. close with, uh, uh, the Juve company here in, in, uh, it's actually right outside of San Diego and, nice. Similarly, you know, we felt the results of ATP and mitochondrial health in our bodies from a recovery standpoint, from a really from an anti-aging standpoint as well. You know, we're we're year and a half, two years into this sort of daily protocol of laser light therapy, and it makes sense uh, to have that hyper focus on your scalp or your hairline yeah. for that to be beneficial. Guys, we'll make sure to um, link not only Dr. B's uh, website, his shop, but also his new newsletter. Um, I've, I've been on it for quite some time and it's so educational for everything. Um, everything from free daily practices that you can take all the way to, you know, the, the works when it comes to, you know, transformational hair um, restoration. So it's a really great source and I highly encourage you guys to uh, subscribe to that. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, there's a, a lot of good information, obviously, for patients of all uh, stages of hair loss, you know, like some, many of the things that we've talked about today, kind of non-chemical, non-invasive things, all the way up to the latest and greatest uh, painless natural hair transplant surgeries, which are essentially done one hair follicle at a time. You know? Yeah, and that, that actually fascinates me. Uh, I don't know much about hair transplants myself, but, but hearing you on other spaces and obviously uh, reading your newsletter, it sounds like there's some really um really into like ingenious ways of non-invasive hair transplantation or or at least restoration can you go into some of that a little bit yeah chase because this is what you're gonna need for your hairline so need, you know mimi's taking notes right now she's she's got the pad pens a lot um so this is not your father's hair transplant, your grandfather's hair transplant. This is a minimally invasive process. This is not plugs. This is not going to be a painful process. We're literally not cutting you with a scalpel or stitches anymore. There's no linear scar. There's no big harvest line in the back of your scalp left over like <clears throat> LeBron James. I was just about um, to say like LeBron James, you can't help but look at this guy's head. Uh, yeah, what is? Game. Can we just? Okay, I'm gonna take a tiny side uh, trail here. What is? What is actually going on there? Because I look at it and I'm like, dude, just shave your head. Just shave your head. One of the questions that I get basically every single day is, Hey Mimi, is this a good mushroom product? It's usually accompanied by a picture of Company X mushroom product, and this person wants my help in deciding if they should keep using it or buy it for the first time. There are new mushroom companies popping up all the time as medicinal mushrooms become more and more popular. And nine times out of 10, I have to be the bearer of bad news and let the person who's asking me know that the pure mushroom product they thought they were getting actually has a lot of grains, oats, or rice in it, which act as fillers and bulk up the product. I know, not awesome. But then I get to be the bearer of good news and let this person know that there are companies that are creating incredible mushroom extracts. My favorite is real mushrooms. Real mushroom products are exactly that. 
real mushrooms. They are organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and third-party tested multiple times for their scientifically verified active compounds. No grain, no starch, no fillers, just real mushrooms. My favorite right now are the lion's mane and chaga extract powders, but they also have capsules for you if you're on the go. To get some real mushrooms in your beautiful body, go to realmushrooms.com slash Mimi to receive your hefty discount, or just check the show notes below for the link. Bringing you only the best. Cheers, boo. So I am not his physician, so it's impossible for me to know 100% exactly what's going on. But I think we have a good idea. If we look at, at the history of hair transplants, and unfortunately, still many surgeons today use what we will call a strip approach to hair transplantation or linear harvest. And it's also called FUT, follicular mm. unit transplant or FUSS, strip surgery. Um, that's how they got the follicles. I was trained in that 25 years ago, but, um, you know, years later, I kind of figured out that there's a better way to do this. You know, we don't have to, you know, take your gallbladder out through an eight inch long incision. We can do it through your belly button. Okay. That's what I saw in my surgical training. Mm. And when minimally invasive procedures came out in transplants, I was one of about six or eight doctors in the world who were pioneering this back in the 2000s. So what we do today is we take an instrument smaller than the tip of a ballpoint pen, literally less than the diameter of a millimeter to harvest the individual grafts out of the scalp. Instead of cutting a big swath out of the back of your head, we're taking the individual grafts one at a time. So it's a lot less invasive. Um, There's no linear scar left behind. There's no stitches or staples to prevent you from going back to the gym in a couple of days. You wow. could basically get back to your regular routine super quick. Most patients heal in about a week without any pain medication whatsoever. In fact, we don't even prescribe narcotic pain pills anymore. Schedule two narcotics don't even come out of the office. And it's wow. not because we're sadistic. It's because <laughs> the patients don't need it, um, which is really cool. And so um, the way that we apply that, to, oh, we have robotic tools like the artist's robotic uh, hair restoration system, which is the most sophisticated semi-autonomous surgical instrument on the planet, uses AI to look at the ha- angle of the hair follicle and make an approach surgically. Wow. And then we pluck those grafts out of the scalp. So that is one of the tools that we could use. But the key is once we have the grafts, I have to, you know, I would work with you, Chase, making it a little personal, right. what the hairline yeah. shape would look like. And then yeah. once we execute that, the angle, the orientation, the position of the hairs are determined by the stroke of my hand. So it's not going to look like a big wall of hair that's flat and straight like Eddie Munster. Do you guys know Eddie Munster? I don't. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't. All right. You'll have to go and look up YouTube, the Munsters and see Eddie Munster. Oh, oh yes. The Munsters. Right. The Munsters. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes. I'm trying to think. So it's not going to be a flat, big, straight wall of hair like they do in Turkey. Uh, you know, many of those, uh, the chop shop clinics out there. This is going to be wavy and randomized, artistically created so that it looks normal and natural so that no one's going to know that you had a hair transplant. Completely 100% natural when it's all completed. And the density is going to give you that coverage to mm. turn the clock back. That's what we, that's how we do it. And even there's a new procedure that we have that enables us to take the hair follicles without even trimming the hair. So I can take the hair without any shaving or trimming of hair whatsoever. I could take the follicle out with the long hair attached. Wow. And implant that into the scalp. So you can actually see the result immediately after the procedure, although the the follicle shuts down when the healing is complete and then it regrows, it's Mm. still kind of cool. It's the most discreet way to get a hair transplant because you don't have to shave your head to get it done. 
That, that is fascinating. Um, and those follicles right from the back of the scalp, just so your listeners know, those are resistant to DHT. So that's why a hair transplant is permanent. It's the only permanent solution to hair loss. Well, and it makes sense too, because when you see the cul-de-sac effect on older men, they typically have the back of their hair like quite thick and and it's really just the 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 top of the hair that's that's completely gone. That that is really Correct. interesting. I don't think it's getting enough love and it's really cool that you're you're a part of this movement. Um I'm, I could, I may or may not be hitting you up in a, in a few years. My hairline's, my hairline's all right, everybody out there. My hairline's pretty good, uh, but I can, I can, I can see the future, and and uh, it's probably some thinning. But and much love to LeBron James. I know he, I know he's listening out yeah. there. So yeah. LeBron, we love yeah. you. But uh, so maybe we can hit fix up Dr. the scar. B. Yeah. So uh, it's a good point. And then we should maybe t- say that if you're out there and you've had an old style transplant with an old scar, we can fix that. There's lots of ways to repair that scar. So it doesn't show up on the jumbotron. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. 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 Or, or everybody's blurry television at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Where do you see this industry? You're on the cutting edge of this thing. Where do you see this thing going? In in, in a decade, are we going to be walking into the barber with an option to, you know, put, put some new follicles in our, in the front of our head a little bit, or is this thing going to take a while? Like, it seems like you're really on the cutting edge. What do you see hair health, hair restoration, the work that you're doing in 10 years really look like? Yeah. So right now in the short term, I would say there's a huge explosion of demand for the procedures that we do. People have are in the current condition where they've got uh, the ability to lay low and uh, have a procedure as well as maybe they're not spending on travel and things like that. And they're looking at themselves on Zoom or you know on social media and they wanna look good, as I mentioned before, from the shoulders up or from the neck up. And uh, so we're, we're in the short term, we're in a hair transplant boom. In the medium term, um, I know you mentioned, uh, Mimi, that you thought I was more like a coach. And so I actually have a training program for licensed professionals, for example, not only just uh, physicians, but also cosme- licensed cosmetologists to become hair coaches. Mm. So our hair coach program has been um, up and underway for many years, almost 10 years now. We have hundreds and hundreds of people have gone through that program from all over the world, many different countries and many states in the United States. Um, who I've gone through my training protocol to understand how we can guide patients, how we measure and monitor hair. Cause you can't, it's hard to do that on your own. You need kind of someone to, to help you with either the microscope or the measurement tool. And so you're not going to get the hair transplant at the barber shop, but you might get a hair coach. Right. So my goal is to expand the hair coach program to any licensed uh, cosmetologist out there who wants to try to help their clients have more hair to style. And yeah, so who right. wouldn't want that? And obviously also to identify scalp problems, which we've said earlier is a main cause of hair loss, inflammation and so forth. In the medium term, on the also on the medical side, stem cell therapy and regenerative medicine is the future. You know, we're probably not gonna come up with more medications coming down the pike. It's gonna be the use of, you know, we like for example, in the practice, we've used adipose tissue, we've used placental tissue, we've used the platelets, as I mentioned, and these combination of things, or even synthetic scaffolds like polydioxinone, which are threads that go into the scalp. These are all different modalities to get the follicle to respond and grow thicker, better, stronger, and com- combine that with laser light and the good nutrition and the wellness factors. So all of that's gonna come closer together um, in, in, in the near term, in the medium to near term. And then in the long term, 
if you're in San Diego, I think you heard, I heard you say you're in, in California, yeah. my buddy, Alexi Terskeek is a super smart researcher who's working on hair cloning in San Diego. So wow. you are at the epicenter of hair cloning research in the United States right now. Wow. Well, what does I that even mean? Throw my name in the, uh, the testing hat. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, well, their work, they've made their way from uh, mice. Now they're going to go into pigs. So I, uh, would you, do you fit any of those? Uh, right. I should, I should, I should <laughs> no, close. he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> okay. I will attest. He does not. Okay. Not a mouse, not a pig. Um, but, you know, once they get into humans, obviously there'll be human trials and stuff. So induced pluripotential stem cells is the technology. And it's essentially a workaround. So we don't have to use embry, em, uh, embryonic tissue. It was mm. developed many years ago. Uh, essentially teaching cells, um, primordial cells, how to become different cell types in the body. So mm -hmm. if you have a primordial cell, could call it that, and you want it to become a muscle, like a heart muscle, we can teach it to do that. You want it to become a brain cell, a neuron, we teach it to do that. Why not teach it to become a hair follicle? Yeah. So yeah. that's what Alexi's working on right now. Um, he's just got to get those, you know, little pesky things like getting the hairs to grow through the skin, you know, yeah. little details that we're working, <laughs> that he's working on, but you know, he's going to get there. It's just a slow process. And he's got the attention of Allergan, obviously big company, smart mm. people. So they've invested a lot of money uh, to the process. So if Allergan's making a bet on it, you know, with their, with their wallet, yeah, I think that they're onto something. It's just a question of, you know, sometimes the journey through the fog at each step you take becomes, you know, another thousand steps long as sure. you don't realize mm -hmm. how deep the deep the, the, the tunnel is. So stay tuned on that. Hopefully uh, right here at Bauman Medical will be able to provide an unlimited supply of cloned hair follicles in the future. <laughs> so, you know, a guy can dream and you could be on the list for that if you want, Chase, uh, or uh, right behind it. my dad, uh, right. you know, who's now got a full head of hair with transplants, but would always want more. And, uh, you know, to help all those people out there who are struggling with the hair loss condition. Yeah. Well, Dr. B, last question from yeah. me regarding health. Um, is there anything topically? Because as I'm nursing my hair back to health after my hormone hell, um, I've, I've just in my research and everything um, come across certain oils that stimulate kind of the hair follicle and can keep it moisturized. Is there anything that you've seen topically that anyone um, has, has seen good results? Maybe not like having a boom of hair growth, but just nourishing and supporting hair, healthy hair growth? So I would say probably the most advanced topical that we have right now is geared towards something a little bit different than the situation that you've mentioned. So right now we're seeing a lot of shock loss, a lot of shedding from uh, either COVID infections or from the, the stress of lockdowns. And shedding is when the follicle turns off and the hair fiber is released. And so one of the most powerful ways to slow down shedding is to activate the erector pili muscle, which is another part of the hair follicle, right? So we talked about blood flow and nerve endings and hormone susceptibility. Well, there's actually a muscle in every hair follicle. That's what gives you the goosebumps on your arm and yeah. on your neck. Mm. Okay. So it, this topical actually activates the erector pili muscle and scientists have proven that it holds onto the hair stronger. Wow. So even if the follicles shut off and that hair is destined to shed and go down the drain, this this uh, product called Intact is able to activate the um, hair follicle erector pili muscle 
and just hold on to that hair for a little bit longer, especially if you're going to go through a thing like uh, brushing or, or styling or shampooing or something else, you know, taking out hair extensions or something like that. So intact is really, really have been really, really good for people who have had COVID, who have had are long haulers post fever, because after mm. the fever, that's when you get the shedding. Mm. You can use intact for that. Or if you're going through a stressful phase, just from the lockdowns and such, you can use intact for that or an issue with your relationship or your job or whatever. Um, intact is a, is a little bit like a bandaid. It's a symptom control situation. Um, but we're working on some science to show that if you exercise that erector pili muscle, it helps bring more blood flow to the follicle. Mm -hmm. So there may be some hair growth properties with it as well. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. But for topicals, for really for hair growth, I would say Formula 82M, that is a compounded prescription minoxidil that's going to be less irritating, not sticky, not gooey. And that's a prescription item that patients can get from me, prescribed from me through the virtual consultation process at baumanmedical.com. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you so much. Did you have anything else that you wanted That's to? It. That's it. All right. Yeah. Well, I do have the last question that we ask every guest. Thank you so much for just providing all of that insight and knowledge on this uh, oh so important, but I feel like um, not touched on enough topic. Um, but what we ask every guest um, to end is, you know, the medicine podcast is all about disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. And what for you currently, Dr. B, feels like medicine for your body first? Uh, for my body? Well, I would have to say that the biggest change for me has been intermittent fasting. Um, no question about it. I didn't really know much about that. Uh, we're not trained in that in medical school. I didn't really, you know, first of all, when you graduate medical school, you know, the amount of nutrition training you could write on the back of a matchbook with a crayon, yeah. and that's it, <laughs> you know, theory, th real, realistically. So a lot of that is self-trained, you know, self-learned. But um, so intermittent fasting with, uh, you know, whipped butter coffee, uh, Bulletproof has been Love a it. life change, a game changer for me. Um, you know, when I started that a couple of years back, I didn't really know what the Bulletproof diet was, to be honest. I just, you know, my trainer said, hey, why don't you try this? You Have you heard of this guy? And uh, Asprey, and I'm like, I don't really know anything about that, but are you sure I'm supposed to put butter in here? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that was you know, years ago. And I'll tell you that, you know, I lost 20 pounds, I got more energy, and I'm, I'm better able to function literally mentally um, at work and also at home with my family, my wife and two sons. Um, you know, I felt like I've just been optimized by that little thing. Um, and there, there are other things too, you know, in the biohacking world that I've kind of adopt, adop, adopted and used um, for my benefit, you know? So I love we can, that. We can talk about those, you know, I've got, uh, I would say like, you know, my, my personal trainer and I, we kind of go back and forth because he's a biohacker, but if there's a nutritional supplement that's new and he wants it and there's something to try, so he'll try that. If there's a new gadget or piece of technology, then that's, that's where I come in. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm more of the gadget guy and he's more of the supplement guy. So, you know, we make a good team because he's trying his things. I'm like, how's that working out for you? Yeah. And I got a headache from it. I was like, oh. how's that working out for you? And so, you know. Love that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, with the biohacking business. What about for your mind? What feels like medicine for your mind right now in this, in this crazy world we live in? So for many years, uh, yeah, that's a great question. There's a lot of things that I do to try to feed my mind and keep it uh, working. But um, what I did for many years early on in the practice, uh, before I even started going to the gym, to be honest, is 
I got a deep tissue massage uh, to try to work the kinks out of my upper back, my neck, my shoulders, my arms, just so I could physically do the laborious work of the hair transplant. Mm. And so I started with a, a, a massage therapist, but her skill set has really expanded so that I'm doing a lot of different things uh, in that session right now, but uh, basically I'll just say that there's a lot of mindfulness and a lot of guided meditation that's mm. going on during that 90 minute um, therapeutic uh, muscle relaxation, but also mind as well. So I would say that that's probably the best thing for my mind, especially when we can't travel and get out of our regular routine so easy. I find that that 90 minutes, if I can get to it each week, that's amazing. But you know, let's say every other week, um, that becomes... I come back feeling refreshed from that. Like I've been away for a week. Oh, and, wow. You know, that's a big secret for me because, you know, I don't really get a chance to get away all that much. I love what I do. So finding more efficient ways to recuperate and rejuvenate, whether it's through sleep more efficiently or like this, you know, meditation slash massage appointment with my amazing therapist, Silmara, uh, shout out, uh, Boca Raton. Um, Samara is amazing, but anyway, that's that's really helped me mentally, and uh, and and her skill set as as kind of a guided in terms of guided meditation and myofascial unwinding and some other things that she's doing, energy medicine, craniosacral therapy, all of that, which I didn't know anything about. Uh, it, I'll just tell you, it's working. <laughs> it's good stuff. Good. That's awesome. I love that. I love the combo. It's like you're getting more bang for your buck there in the 90 minutes. What about for your relationship or relationships, whether your your spouse or relationships on the whole, what feels like medicine? Yeah. So, well, I have to say that, you know, uh, working, you know, your body and working your mind and creating that balance to optimize, uh, is so critical, you know, for relationships. Absolutely. Because if you come home and you're, you're totally, you know, stressed out from the day, you're physically exhausted. I mean, you know, the communication is going to be difficult there. So um, having the rejuvenative capacity to realize um, that it's not like pedal to the metal the whole time, but having those times of, of exercise and relaxation, whether it be mental or physical, those, those ups and downs, those recovery phases, um, that's been really, really important in keeping, I think, my relationship on track, with my wife and my kids. Um, you know, my oldest is in college, my younger is applying this year, but, uh, you know, being able to be mentally and physically present to be able to do all the things that they want to do uh, and available to yeah. do at that moment, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the wheel of wellness. It's a tricky balancing act and a lot of plates are spinning. But, um, you know, that's been the benefit of really, I think, getting the mind and body kind of to work together. And it's yeah. always in a constant state of correction. You know, there's not like one thing. Yeah. Like one thing. It's, a, it's like a lifestyle. It's all encompassing. It's everything. Yeah. yeah. I love and as that. soon as you figure out how to master that piece, then yeah. you have to turn, you turn the wheel and then it's yeah. like, oh, I got to work on that. And then, yeah. oh, I didn't, I forgot about this. And then, yeah. you know, so it's, that's how the wheel turns around and you got to keep fixing each, each spoke as it comes around. Yep. It's not a destination. It is a journey, journey. for sure. Yeah. We say it all the time, but balance and moderation ends up being the answer to a lot of things. Uh, unfortunately, it's like really not sexy and hard to sell. So you don't hear about it much, but balance and moderation. Yep. Thank sure, you sure. so much. I feel like I learned so much. I'm, I'm going to immediately listen back and take physical notes right. on everything that you said. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And we know you're a very busy man and we appreciate you so much. Um, 
it's truly been a pleasure to be with you guys, Chase and Mimi. This is really uh, a great thing that you guys are doing for everybody out there, for all of your listeners, um, you know, listening to Chase and Mimi. These guys are, it's a blessing. So uh, you're doing amazing work. So keep it up. And uh, I look forward to hearing the rest. Yeah, thank you. We received that for sure. Everyone listening, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you got, I know you got a lot of value out of this. I hope you were taking notes. And uh, Dr. B, just really quickly, um, can you state your your website again, just in case anyone wants to come uh, visit and see what else you have to offer? Absolutely. So, you know, if you're struggling with hair thinning or hair loss or scalp conditions out there and you don't want to, the next first or first best step, I should say, is to connect with me. And you can do that through the website. BaumanMedical.com is where you can request a consultation or even just ask a question. Um, We can do it virtually from the comfort of your own phone, as we say, or here at the office. It's a COVID protected facility. If you happen to be in South Florida or you want to visit this winter, it's a great place to come and hang out. Uh, We've got a very relaxing and grounding beachside location here. Uh, So Boca Raton is the place to be in the winter for sure. But so we can do that at baumanmedical.com. If you want to give me a buzz, you can call me at 561-394-0024. And of course, you can find me on on social media at Dr. Alan Bauman, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, choose your platform. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much. I respond to all direct messages, by the way. So if you find me and you connect with me, the chances are really good. Maybe not immediately, but within uh, a couple hours, I'll get back to you. Wow. And uh, we'll try to diagnose and get get you a a therapeutic intervention to help make your hair look great and feel great about it. I love it. Thank you so much for all of that. You guys hit him up. He asked for it. Um, So we'll see you next time on The Medicine. Thank you, Dr. B. And uh, have a beautiful day. Go spread some light.